Hey, 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 everybody! Whatever you may be doing, wherever you may be doing it, if you are at work, if you are at school, if you are riding naked down a highway on a motor scooter, whatever it is, you are here listening to this podcast, and I want to thank you. I just wanted to remind you that you can find all of this information and all of the show notes on artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Also, please do me a huge favor and subscribe and give me a rating on iTunes. It really helps spread the cause. That's all I have for now, and I'm going to introduce you straight into the interview. Have a good one. Ta-ta! Are you ready to get funky? Today's guest came over from Russia with absolutely nothing when she was just 12 years old. She worked full-time throughout high school and college, graduated in just three years, went on to get a physician assistant's degree, and started a full-time, full-blown, real-deal photography company. Find out why investing in herself is the most important thing in this great land of opportunity. Here we go now. Who wants to get funky? Who wants to get a little creative out there? Which one of you want to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad self. to live in Russia, but not anymore. She's a transplant living in Dallas, Texas. If you're thinking about getting hitched, then get out your pen and get out your paper and write her number down. She does photography, she does promo videos, and she'll make the best of your wedding. Everybody give it up for Hannah Smith. Anna, you are the entrepreneur now. How are you doing, Anna? I'm doing awesome, Heath. Good to be here. Good to have you. How's how's the weather down there in Texas? It's hot, Heath. <laughs> it's always hot or freezing, so you get to pick one of those. Yeah, I bet. Well, Anna, we like to start this podcast show out with a little segment we call the Breezy Threes. And it's just so our listeners can get to know your creative side a little bit. Uh, So I'm ready whenever you are. I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. What are your three favorite creative works? They can be albums, artwork, books, you name it. So I'm a little bit of a dork slash romantic. So uh, I got to give it to The Hunger Games as being my favorite book. Uh, to date, I literally drowned myself in it. Um, couldn't, couldn't, could not stop reading it at all, and pretty much read it all in about two days. And then my favorite movie has to be Pride and Prejudice for kind of the beautiful 1800s love stories, and actually, kind of the style of photography that I like to do. Really, kind of a timeless, beautiful look that's lasting. And then, as far as kind of artwork i really love sculptures and uh, greek works of art so obviously statue of david isn't too bad oh yeah Um, (laughs) very cool my uh my girlfriend's 
aunt actually is a sculptor, a fairly famous one here. And have you ever been to the Palace Theater in Louisville? I've never been to Kentucky, so that'll cut that out. Well, yeah, I don't know that you want to come to Kentucky, but if you ever make it to Louisville, uh, they have a really, really cool theater there called the Palace, and the entire ceiling is is sculptures of faces, and she did all of those, so it's pretty neat. That's pretty neat, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who are your three biggest role models or influencers? So I think the first time that I really kind of started looking at professional photography, I saw an artist called Laura Jane, and she's actually out of UK, and she does amazing, amazing photography. And I think that's the first time I saw photography being just really a creative um, style of art that you could really just look at and be very impressed. Um, but she doesn't really do weddings very much as much as she does styled shoots and um, a little bit different things that I do now. But uh, really big photographers that are wedding photographers I look up to are uh, basically Jasmine Starr and Joe Busnick. They're really famous in the um, wedding photography community. And especially, you know, Jasmine Starr, I got to give it to her because you know, she's got some publicity going on that uh, a few negative things about her. But, you know, one thing that she said that's really striking is always, you know, the people that um, that do will and the people that don't, they talk. So obviously, oh, yeah, you know, I like that. it's such a it's such a great advice to people because, you know, people are really so quickly to judge uh, someone, especially if they're successful. And that's just one of those things that happens. So, but she's a, she's a great inspiration. Well, awesome. So do you have a bucket list? Um, yes. So <laughs> my bucket list top three is actually going to Bora Bora, oh, yeah. which has been my all time dream, um, to, to, to go there and just to, look at the beautiful ocean and give my camera a really big workout. Um, then to cruise around the world and look at all of the beautiful islands and beautiful beaches because I'm pretty obsessed with the beach mm -hmm. and to become a worldwide wedding photographer that's known kind of like Jasmine Star. Well, <laughs> I know minus the bad publicity. <laughs> I know that you have uh, shot weddings all over the place, anywhere from Illinois all the way down to the Dominican Republic. So do you, do you prefer actually traveling for your wedding shoots? Yeah, it's a lot of fun just because, you know, you get to go to a new place. But for me, I really love traveling, period. So um, nothing better for me to be on the beach and, you know, take some pictures of a beautiful people, beautiful weddings. Um, it's just a lot of fun because you not only get to be around um, people I've connected to throughout meeting, uh, you know, the couples that have the weddings, but also get to be in a beautiful place. But obviously, I live in Dallas now, so... I love Dallas weddings just as much as I love the destination ones. When you go on these destination weddings, is that something that's covered by your clients or do you actually have to pay your own way? Yes. Yeah, so basically, if somebody wants to hire me for a destination wedding, they'll pay for my trip there and then also for the package. Very cool. So anybody out there listening that wants to travel because you're passionate about that and also is into photography, you can uh, weasel your way into some free trips like Anna is doing. <laughs> yes, that is one of the benefits. Yeah. If I could get someone to, to let me come down to an island and build a website for a hotel or a resort or something and let me stay there the whole time, I would 
absolutely be all in on that. I just haven't come across that that much gold yet. I don't think. <laughs> well, keep 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 digging. <laughs> yeah, here, here's what you need to do. You just need to you know slide my information over when you get these weddings and say, yeah, he'll come down and, and uh, update your your wedding site live while the wedding's going on. <laughs> I'll uh, you'll have to mail me some of your cars, Heath. <laughs> Did you have anything else on your bucket list? You know, obviously, I have a lot of things on my bucket list, but those would be kind of really big goals that I that I've want to hit for a while, and actually, I'm hitting one of them this year. So, <laughs> are you going to go to Bora Bora this year? I am going to go to Bora Bora this year. You know, I was, I was going to ask you if you were going to make that a reality this year or not. So I guess it turned out to be true. Yes, that's awesome. That is that is happening. The bucket list is getting checked off. So that's pretty awesome to, to feel like I've achieved something I've really wanted for a long time. Well, on the Entrepreneur Now podcast, we like to concentrate on now. So uh, that, that works out perfectly. And, and it always feels great to check something off of a list of things that you have to do. Uh, even if they're just little baby steps building up to a goal or if you're you know, in debt up to, in debt up to your neck, and and you're just paying off a hundred dollars at a time. Every single time you pay off a hundred dollars, you get that little kick and that wind of energy, and it's like, yes, this is this is awesome, and you get that feeling, and you just keep going. And uh, amen. When you when you get that feeling, and you get past a certain point, man, there's no going back, and I, I'm sure you know that just as well as I do. Yes, sir. Well, cool. So now we're going to get into the core questions, Anna. And where we really dive in uh, to your journey a little bit deeper. And I know that when you were younger, you came over from Russia. And I was wondering if you could kind of tell us about that experience and, and the situation and what you learned from those moments that essentially drove you to become the person that you are today. Yeah, totally. Um, I kind of love telling the story because I think if you work hard enough at anything, you can do anything. And especially in, in America, because um, I think what a lot of people in America and maybe some other countries don't realize that have always lived in the same place is that, um, you know, this is the land of opportunity and you can make things happen that you can't in other places. You know, um, when I had moved over, I was 12 with my mom and, you know, we came over with nothing and my mom worked hard here and um, pretty much I got, you know, my first job at 15, like a lot of other people did and worked two jobs in high school. And, you know, I wanted to know I wanted to go to college. So I went and saved up for Texas A&M where I went whoop, and, you know, worked while I was at Texas A&M, uh, again with two jobs while going to school full time. And I got my degree in three years. So I could graduate a year early um, and then I actually went to PA school. Um, so in my spare time of photography, I also do surgery as a physician assistant now. Oh, wow. But, um, but yeah, so I have a lot of hats that I love to wear. But, you know, I always say to people that um, uh, that are you know still in school or have passions is that if you have something that you're really passionate about and that you're good at, because, you know, being passionate about something, not being good at it isn't really going to get you anywhere either. Mm -hmm. But if you're passionate and you know that you're good at something, you have a talent, invest in yourself and invest in that talent. That's so important. Um, you know, whether it be 
another degree that you need to complete whatever you're doing, whether it's taking more classes, you know, buying equipment that you need. You just can't do the things that you want to do without that investment. And that's so, so, so very important. Probably one of the biggest advices I get is, you know, if you want to be a photographer, you need to invest in the equipment. If you want to, you know, if you want to play the, in the band, you need to make sure you're investing on, in all that equipment because if you don't, then you can't do anything that you want to do. Oh, that is absolutely true. You get to a certain point where you put your skin in the game and once you get your skin in the game, you know, there's, there's no turning back and you get some money and you know, you have that skin in there. You're going to do everything you can to keep moving forward because you can't give up at that point. And, you know, yep. in my case, you know, I've done web development since I was pretty young and now I, I see this huge market with mobile applications and, and uh, Apple and Objective-C and, you know, I'm designing things, but I can't develop them because I don't know that language. So what did I do? Well, I signed up for school again. So I'm going to school f- two hours a day from Monday through Thursday and I'm learning how to do it and I'm paying for that exactly. and, I'm, and I'm investing in myself because I know a year or two from now, when I've put all the time and effort in, you know, I'll be able to do those things that I really wanted to do. So I'm, I'm really exactly. glad that you said that. It'll pay off. And, you know, that's just another testament to somebody that, you know, no matter where you come from, no matter what you have in the beginning, um, you know, probably the thing I hate the most is hearing, oh, well, you know, I didn't come from a good place. I don't have the opportunity. And I think everyone here has the most equal opportunity if they work hard enough, you know, you can always get a second job. You can always get a third job, your fourth job. You know, you can do whatever you need to do to reach that goal because, you know, you can make excuses for the rest of your life. But if you just go and make it happen, things are going to happen for you. Yeah. I think Richard Branson is the one that says, screw it, just do it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you can put screw, it that way as well. screw it, let's do it. You know, that's a real simple way to put it, but you have to, you have to stop thinking and just act. And what's the worst that's going to happen? You get knocked down a few times. So what? I've been knocked down over a hundred times. Probably I've failed at so many things, but every single time that I did, I picked myself back up. I learned from it and I was better when I came back. Uh, exactly. so you just got to get past that imposter syndrome that, you know, we can't do this and I, I can't wake up early and I can't get all this done. Well, you know, I, I felt like I didn't have any time to do anything. And what did I do? I was struggling to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and start my day. I trained myself to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Now I get all of the things done from four to seven in the morning that I used to get done from five to eight at night. And so now from five to eight, I can do twice as many things. So I'm twice as productive. And it's just something that you have to commit to and you have to be willing to, or you're never going to get to the place that you want to be. You're also probably an insomniac now, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know, I usually get in bed around 10 o'clock. I just had to switch the patterns up a little bit. <laughs> some, cool. some people are night owls, but for me, my brain works the best in the morning. So I just had to kind of transition the way I was doing things. Very cool. Well, Anna, what did you want to be when you, when you were a kid, when you grew up? I wanted to be a teacher when I grew up because I had the most awesome teacher from the first grade to the fifth. And I look up to her so much, but in the same way, I get to teach a lot of people nowadays as well. So I'm kind of fulfilling that need as well. I love to give advice. Um, you know, I love to teach people new things that, 
they want to learn. I am always, um, you know, there for somebody that needs help. And I think it's one of those things that's a, um, a great luxury for somebody to be asked a question or to be asked to teach something because it, it just shows that somebody has respect for you. And I think a lot of the, um, in the photography community, for example, there's a lot of animosity between uh, people. And I think that a lot of people get jealous or want something else or feel like there's competition. But in fact, I'm very, very lucky in Dallas because we have an amazing community of photographers here that are all, you know, published and amazing. And we all give advice to each other. And it's something, you know, a different way of of learning and just kind of being a part of a community. So, you know, if nobody ever taught me anything when I got started, then, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'll always remember that. And whenever somebody asks, asks me a question, I'll be there. Yeah. The, the power of peers and mentors is gigantic. And, and I've said this before, but you will be surprised how many people are willing to help if you just reach out and ask. I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't done that. Uh, it sounds like you wouldn't have been where you are if you hadn't have done that. And exactly. And, and when we learn and we get that help from people, I am more than willing to help anybody who contacts me about anything. Uh, and I'm I'm a huge fan of just peer networking and and finding the best way to do things between competitors. I mean, to be honest, if you study your competitors and become friends with them, you all could benefit from each other more than you can imagine. Exactly, and it's been very very true here in Dallas for us. So. Well, going on your career in, you know, Anna Smith photography, what's what's your ultimate long-term goal? Well, I think for most people it's just to be really respected and to be well known by others, by your peers, you know, to have your name mentioned and people be like, oh yeah, I've heard of you. And, you know, I went and I was taking some pictures um, for somebody, some engagement pictures in one of the Dallas areas. And I actually saw a few kids going to prom and I offered to take a picture of them just kind of for fun. Cause I thought it would mm -hmm. be nice. And I was like, Oh yeah, Amanda Smith. And the girl's like, Oh my God, I've heard of you. And that actually felt really cool. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can imagine that, you know, see, see when I was in high school, I used to think I was this like great rap star. I used to just, you know, rap, and I thought everybody loved it, but really it was just ridiculous, you know? I'm sorry I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what habits have you developed uh, to stay focused on that long-term goal? I really had kind of a, um, I guess, a theory or um, the way that I think about everything is that you have no option to fail. So if you make that uh, an ultimate kind of a goal for yourself, then you won't fail at anything. Um, I think that if you don't give yourself options to do bad or not be successful or, you know, you'll always find a way to get what you want. Um, basically not giving up until you get what you want is, is kind of the main idea. And just to have that in the back of your mind, no matter what you're doing and, and not be you know, not be afraid of, you know, uh, people saying anything about you or not being afraid of, um, you know, being rejected um, if you're trying to make a sale or trying to, you know, book a gig or anything that can be related to, um, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, but just an overall 
no matter what, you know, I'm going to make it happen. I'm, I don't have to be afraid of it, of something not working out because I'll find a way. Oh, yeah, that's great. Great stuff. Looking back to when you were first getting started, uh, what's one thing that you would do differently if you could start all over? I actually wouldn't do anything differently. Um, Perfect. And I'm very lucky to say that. Uh, but also in the same way, um, the way that I went about it is different uh, a little bit because, you know, I also have a passion for medicine and I wanted to go get my master's and I wanted to finish, uh, you know, university and I wanted to have a degree. So I wanted to make sure that I also completed my other goals before, you know, taking on something that I knew was going to require money, time, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that I needed to do. Um, to be successful photographer, for me, um, it, it was a little bit of a different route than some may take, but that's just how I went about it. If you could spend one hour creating something with anybody from the past or present, who would it be and what would you create? So I would definitely uh, invite Lara Jane for a styled shoot and just stand <laughs> there and watch her and just be in awe and hopefully she'll let me snap some pictures while we're at it and I will be so happy. <laughs> yeah, and study study her work. Yep. <laughs> do you do you ever find yourself, you know, kind of studying other photographers' works that you idolize a little bit? Yeah, of course. I think I mean we all see so many photos out there and inspiration and I think Pinterest is out of control and Instagram all these things that it is uh, really easy, especially whenever you're networking with people to look at their work, to learn something. Oh, you know, I like how they do this. Oh, I want to learn how to do this uh, lighting here. Uh, You know, how do you position your flashes? So in a way, it's also, you know, so helpful to grow of of being being an artist is to look at what other people are doing. But, you know, you don't have to copy them to learn from them um, and still retain your own style. But uh, but definitely, that's a really healthy thing to do, I think. Yeah, and it's something that I've always done and when I'm, you know, scaling websites. I see how they're laid out and I take bits and pieces and then I, you know, I take what I like and use some of it. I take what I don't like and I get rid of it. And uh, I had a previous guest on, Blake Addington, and he is the uh, light engineer for a band called The Works. And mm-hmm. he talked about for a little bit on his method of just literally attending concerts over and over and studying other uh, light engineers because he's a younger guy. He's only 21 and he's in a position uh, that people wait for a long time to get. And he got there because he studied other people's methods over and over again and then built his own. So it's it's pretty pretty cool. Exactly. Or, you know, shadowing the people that you respect and just asking questions. And again, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help or asking questions or asking to shadow somebody because, yeah, the worst thing that can happen is that, you know, they'll say no, but you can ask the next person and they'll say yes and you'll learn something and you'll make, you know, connections and you'll love it. You just have to be not afraid to ask. Yeah, and somebody's saying no is better than you never asking and never knowing. Exactly. So well, back to the, when you were talking about your networks, you know, how, how important do you think it is to have a network to get into something like what you're doing? You know, when I first got into it, I really thought that it was going to be very different just because I've always heard and, uh, you know, kind of read that photography is super competitive. And, uh, but I'm telling you without, 
having that network, I would have not known anything at all. I mean, not even the fact that I would have to charge income um, or I'm sorry, sales ta- uh, sales tax on photography yeah. packages. I mean, it's from the smallest to the largest things that I've got to learn through, you know, basically through others that it would take years and years to learn um, on my own what, you know, what I've learned in in few months at that time. Yeah, and it's awesome that you share what you know now with others because there's a reason that all these people went through that and are successful. And of course they want to share it with others because you know they went through all that time and that huge learning curve and now they can save you all that time. And uh, exactly. you just have to ask. So well, what kind of packages do you offer? So mainly I do photography I, uh, that is wedding photography. I also do some portraits when people ask and uh, – uh, but mainly my packages are derived from uh, weddings and, and talking to brides. Um, and I offer coverage for six hours to eight hours as my basic packages that either include um, an engagement session, bridal session, a photo album. And they can also choose to add on a second photographer, one of my partners. Um, they can also do a boudoir session. Um they can also add on video uh, and photo booth if they wanted to. So I give options a la carte, but my main packages basically start out at um, thirteen hundred dollars for two thousand fourteen, and my largest package that's basic is twenty five hundred dollars. And the basic package is a six hour package um, that doesn't include either an engagement session or uh, or a bridal session, but. Most commonly, people probably get the eight hour with an engagement and bridal session, and uh, that's twenty one hundred dollars. And how do those prices uh, match into the market? Are they are they lower? Are they higher than your competition? So I think they're on the lower end of good photography is what I would say, yeah. uh, because obviously there's a ton of people out there and a ton of people can buy a digital camera. But if you're going to invest in your day, it actually takes. You know, it takes a lot of equipment. And even before I started photography, I didn't realize it. You know, I thought you could just pick up a camera, shoot a wedding, have two or three lenses and and an on-camera flash. (laughs) Um, Obviously, that's not the case. Uh, A good photographer will probably invest somewhere, you know, around $20,000 or more into their equipment. So, you know, before being responsible for such a big day, such as a wedding day, because you don't get to redo it again, it's not like shooting in a studio. You know, you have to have the good equipment in order to not let your clients down. Um, but I am on the lower side um, in, because I like the brides that are in this price range. I love working with them. Um, advertising for me in this price range um, tends to be easier. But, you know, obviously with time and experience, the prices will go up. What kind of cameras do you prefer and use? So I'm a Nikon girl. Uh, there will always be a struggle, Nikon versus Canon. <laughs> but um, but I shoot with uh, a D4S right now, and I've got about seven lenses, seven or eight lenses. Um, and I use a backup camera. Also, I shoot with two cameras, but my second camera is D700, which is my old baby. I used to shoot with two D700 cameras before I bought my D4S, but uh, it's an amazing camera. It just came out uh, actually this spring, so it's really new, brand new, state-of-the-art Nikon camera. <laughs> so it's super exciting for me to be able to use something like that um, in my work. Well, what do you think the hardest part of your job is? 
Mm, um, accounting. <laughs> yeah, that would be the most boring, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just uh, ignore it until April. Uh, that's a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. No, but I love everything. I mean, um, because this is something that I'm really passionate about, uh, and, and just weddings in general, I think a lot of people shy away from weddings because they are really, really intense and, you know, you can't do things over again. But I think when people meet me, they can understand that I'm really passionate about that. And I really love the idea of taking a photo and, you know, after a photo shoot, I'll run home and look, start looking at them on my computer. And sometimes I'll get it ready you know, in the next day or two for them. And they have no idea why it's so quick, but I mean, it's literally cause I just can't wait to see them. So yeah, because you love it. That's, and that's why you're doing what you're doing, which is awesome. Yep. Okay. Anna, we're getting close to the 30 minute mark. So I'm going to start drawing into the closing questions and it excites me because this next question is my favorite question. If you had to battle Godzilla by yourself how would you use your creativity or talents to defeat that big bastard? I would covertly set up a bunch of flashes around the perimeter of the Godzilla, and then I would blind him with all my flashes. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I think it's similar to uh, Blake, the lighting guy. I think he had some. He was gonna do something with his lights and. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think he would get too scared of my camera, but it's pretty big, so I don't know. <laughs> I surely wouldn't hit Godzilla with my camera because I love it too much. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't want to do that. You put no. yourself in a big hole. That's right. Do you have any favorite advice, resources, or tools, or all of the above, that you want to share with our listeners that you think they could find value in? Um, I think if you're a photographer, you need to really invest into some creative live lessons. Um, those are just amazing. And um, it is basically uh, a pod, you know, they have podcasts and broadcasts and videos of, of really good, amazing photographers that, you know, teach you skills about Photoshop, Lightroom, about how to shoot different conditions. I mean, Watching some of those, I've, I've also learned just so much. So that's a great resource. And, you know, again, my biggest advice is you've got to invest in yourself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How can our listeners find you or get in contact with you? Yeah, uh, my website is basically innasmithphotography.com. You can also find me on Facebook, which is Facebook slash Anna Smith Photo, and then Instagram. Um, so Instagram slash Anna Smith Photo, and various other uh, things that I hardly can keep up with, such as Pinterest and Twitter <laughs> and Tumblr and just about everything. But um, you can always look me up on my website. <laughs> cool. Great. Well, Anna. It has been my pleasure to have you on today and you have provided just unbelievable amounts of values to our listeners. And I, I really do appreciate you for coming on and being the entrepreneur now. Thank but you. <laughs> before we leave, you just have to remember to always keep it heady. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the entrepreneur now podcast. For all the show notes and more information, please visit artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Thank you. The music for this podcast was provided by Shaky Feeling out of Ventura, California. 
For more information, please visit shakyfeeling.com. Keep it funky.